All right, it's the Polini perspective. We've got a name. We have a name. I like that. Okay, we really are. We That's really it. got We're it. Done. <laughs> The suggestion box is closed. Listen, I actually have a real job, so I can't just continue <laughs> to think about names 24-7. I don't know what you're talking about. This place runs itself. My daughter said, that's the name. That's what we're going the with. The Polini Perspective. I like it a lot. That's it. That's the show. Uh, you guys, welcome. This is Patrick Polini, the GM of Fox 5. <laughs> we finally have a name for his podcast. I'm, I'm excited. I know. I am, too. Uh, I'm Sarah Frazier. I'm your co-host today. Of course, we cover all things pop culture. I think you're always my co-host. Everywhere I go, or what? <laughs> just one, like sidekick. No, I mean you said today. I mean, like you're always um, the co. I don't have true. another co-host. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no one else is auditioned for the job yet. Not yet. But people will be because you're getting a lot of buzz. Never know. A lot yeah. of people want to argue with you about your Twitter. I think we had seven people view it last week. <laughs> no, <only time. laughs> it was great. Uh, look, so you were where were you over the weekend? Because you were running a race. I was in Myrtle Beach. Now this, by the way, because we we've talked yes. about this. You, you're running. Um, was it five races? So this was the sixth of eight. Races about okay. 110 miles, give or take, uh, to raise money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So, uh, yeah, you're I think I it. just crossed over 25,000 today. So I'm excited about that. Patrick, that's a lot of money raised. Yeah, it is. That's um, really good. Although I will say, so over the weekend they had what's called Students of the Year. Okay. So where <clears throat> students from around the area raise money, their parents help them and everything. And this chapter started it a few years ago and. I think the first year we did like 400000 which is still a lot of money. This year, the students and their teams and their parents, $2.2 million. Oh, my God. You're kidding. Yeah. The, the, it, like, that's insane. That's <laughs> an insane amount of money. What, how many parents and students? Oh, my God. It's like 30 teams with, you know. That's an incredible amount of money. It shows you how much money... Yeah, well, how rich a, people it shows are. You how rich people are, and and the connections, but it also shows you how good people are. I know people are always willing to show up, especially and, for their kids. I mean, there's that passion there. So, two point two million. That is unbelievable number. Yeah. And by the way, I don't know if we can publicly invite people or not, but you've got a fundraiser coming up this Thursday, right? Yeah, I don't this, know. Can we yeah, tell? It? Okay. I, I, well, more the merrier, right? So <laughs> you're uh, gonna have a packed house. Yeah. So we're gonna do a um, little fundraiser. Tommy and Joe's in Bethesda. Okay. Uh, they've been terrific, and uh, I think it's around five. Starts around five to to you know give or take eight nine o'clock. They're donating a portion of everything purchased that night. There's gonna be some auction items. Trying to raise, you know, a few thousand dollars for yeah. uh, for the cause. You'll get there. So definitely people can come out. Absolutely. That's a good one. Uh, so aside from racing over the weekend, there was a ton going on. The Oscars, we got to talk about Antoine Wilson, who was on <laughs> Fox 5, giving yeah. an interview about Mayor Bowser and that whole firing over his daughter. Yeah, so now he's saying that... Uh the mayor knew that mayor, mayor Bowser knew back in September that they had a meeting. He told her uh, that you know his daughter was having some issues and uh, that she knew and said, "Keep me posted." And also, he's claiming that um, he said or she said, "Don't use government emails to discuss this." See, this is—I know this is pretty so, shocking. Councilman Grasso's call for an investigation. I mean, listen—you lost the chancellor of the schools and the deputy mayor. Mm-hmm. So if the mayor over this, over right. this, which is that's a big deal. If the mayor knew this, and in essence sanctioned it, well, and we, then and and saying now, it, well, the problem too is she's saying she never knew that this came to her as a shock or surprise. This could be a real problem for her if if, if it turns out that she did know. 
And she's going to have a big problem. Uh, some of the quotes that Wilson gave to Fox 5 were, I'm not here to comment on whether Mayor Bowser should be trusted or not. I will say that the idea that I kept a secret from her is inaccurate, Wilson said. It is inaccurate that I kept anything from her. We spoke about it more than once, yeah. is his quote to you guys. She has a problem. You think so? Because he seems credible. And, and the reason I say that is he seems like he was looking out for his daughter. He's new to the area. The mayor hired him from Oakland. I find it hard to believe that he would have done this without the mayor knowing. I just find it hard to believe. And my sense, and this is just my own speculation, she didn't want to tell him no, but also try to kind of, hey, keep me posted. Like play both sides? Play both sides, as uh, many politicians do. Right. And um, I, listen, I, I, you know, I think she, if it turns out she knew and in essence sanctioned it, and then fired him over it and the deputy mayor over it, she may be next. I mean, you know, it, it seems like... It seems small. It's not, know, though. But I mean, you lost the head of the entire D.C. school system and the deputy mayor over this. I know. And we did talk about, you know, Wilson was only there for a year. So they've had so much turnover in dealing with D.C. public schools. Plus, if the mayor's lying about this... I know. You have another you know, credibility issue there. Well, the one thing that did look suspect to what Wilson is saying is, I think, and you and I were talking about this, I think, on the first podcast we did, but Mayor Bowser was kind of very quick to ask for his resignation. She didn't really come out and, and want that. Remember, there was, right away. there was more public outcry for that. So that, it was tells, like she, so, so that, right. that, that gives you an indication that there was more to the story. Well, yeah, was there more yeah, to it? Right. You're trying to protect yourself. So we'll see. But um, I hope they do an investigation. They should. Um, and then, and then you know. And see what happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would be that will be continue to be a huge story if that, in fact, is true. Yeah, I'm sure Vincent Gray will have something to say about it. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> um, you were, did you even watch the Oscars over the weekend? Uh, I watched... I will say I watched, I think, a total of five minutes. Five? That's it? Yeah. What'd you do? Watch the opening monologue? No, I think I was flipping to another channel and, you know, kind of came, you know, went right past it. <laughs> I was watching Criminal Minds repeats. <laughs> what? Over the Oscars? Why? It's horrible. Why won't you tune in? Why do you not like it? Well, first, and again, there's a lot of reasons. One. Well, go through them. The self-serving pat myself on the back for doing my job. Like, okay, enough. It's just every award show now has just become so, ugh. Like, I just, I mean, all of them. So you don't, you just think, feel like the industry in general of Hollywood should not be like, they, if they're doing awards, it should be more on a local. I will say, you know, take the local, politics but. out of it, which, because all these award shows have gotten so political that even people who, you know, I tweeted about this the other day. I, I talk to people who even agree with the Jimmy Kimmel's and the Hollywood stars um, and, and are on the left of the political spectrum. They're like enough. They just want to watch a show. Right, and be entertained right. and like it's escape. Like, it's even like their own late night shows. They, they've become just, it, you can't even tune in anymore. But don't you think like, I feel like with Jimmy Kimmel or whoever it is, you know, Chelsea Handler, whoever, I mean, they do have a platform and don't you feel like, I mean, we all have opinions. Don't they have the right to kind no, of... No, yes and no. I think they have a right to be a comedian. I think they have a right to um, tell jokes that are funny. Um, 
But I think at some point it's like enough, right? I mean, like Stephen Colbert is honestly, I think he was out. Of, he's out of his mind at this point. <laughs> you do? Yeah. That's his whole shtick, though. But it's like, like it's it's like relentless now, and it's it's not done in when they used to make fun of George W. Bush. It was. Which was historical. It was. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Right? They took a, something he said or how he changed the English oh, language. Great mannerism. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, his whole thing was right. historical. His whole, it, you know, they made fun of his shtick, but it was in jest. And it was, it was, you know, it was funny, actually. This is anger. This is, this is like, we don't like this guy and we don't like this administration and we're going to go after everything about them. And, you know, when you tune in at night to, uh, yeah, I just think Johnny Carson and Le- even Letterman, who we know, he was very liberal. Oh, yeah. But he did it differently. Like, he balanced it in a way. Well, it's less in your face. It's less like, you know, Colbert, I think, Kimmel, those guys have just decided this is, you know, I'm going to take this lane. And I don't care anymore if you agree with me or you don't agree with but, me. And I think that's a lot of hosts but, okay, now. Okay, but I do think their network executives should care. Right? Their ratings... Now, listen, I can't speak for the country. I only care about D.C.'s ratings. Right. No one watches them in, in, in Washington, D.C. You're referring to Kimmel. Like I'm You're sorry. referring to Kimmel, late Kimmel, Colbert. Fallon still has a decent following in Washington, D.C. Okay. Ratings. And I do think that's, you know, because WRC still does pretty well at 11 o'clock at night and the lead-in. He's in, got a good and, lead-in. And NBC's fairly strong with, you know, Today Show in this market and so forth. But... Our show at 11.30 with Jim Loke, the final five, Yeah, I mean, just dominates over Kimmel and Colbert and beats Fallon, too, but not by as wide of a margin. Okay, but why do you think that is? Because Jim's show, final five, is political. So, I mean, but, do you feel... But people are... When people tune in a Jim show, they know what they're getting. Got when it, you got tune it. in to Kimmel, I guess now you do know, and people have decided to not tune in. <laughs> right, right, right. So, it's... Late night television shouldn't be this stressful. Like it's just I don't know. It's it should just be my fun opinion. and entertaining. Right. And listen, I'm I'm all for making fun of Trump and and every. It, this isn't about like oh we shouldn't tell jokes. You know, you're just thinking at what point you know. Obviously, Me Too has had a strong. I think it turned from like when they made fun of Hillary and Bill and 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 George W. and others. It was it was in jest. It was political satire and it was funny. Now it's gone to angry, political, pure political rhetoric. But, okay, I would argue this as devil's advocate. Don't you think that President Trump has brought a lot of that on himself? I mean, that administration, at least the portrayal, is that they're kind of shady. I mean, that they're, and they could be even shadier than we know. And there's so much turnover and just chaos, it seems like, in that administration that, I mean, it's hard not to comment. I'm not saying don't comment, and, and and that's debatable. How much of this, you know, with the Russian investigation and all this other, all this other stuff is actual? Turns out to be anything, anything, right? Um, so you know that's debatable. But my point is, I don't think when you tune into late night shows and some of these other non political shows. That should be the whole topic of conversation. That's all. I mean, I do think we're, you know, it's interesting because Fallon gets, Jimmy Fallon gets a lot of like either, oh my God, this is so stupid and mindless fluff and, and dumb entertainment. But I mean, I he does Fa- seem I, to do really well. He's balanced it better though. Like he doesn't yeah. go all in. He makes a couple of jokes and then he kind of moves on. Right. So, and you know. 
No, I think you're. I mean, I think there's something to that. And but back to the back to the you know award shows. I I I don't know. I just think that people have had have had enough. So the Oscars this year it looks like um, it's a nine year low in yeah. ratings. I mean, think about this. Every award show now we talk about how they're hitting record lows. Right. And, and there has to be something to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I have to say, like, tuning in this year, it was boring. I love, I mean, I'm a big fan of Jimmy Plus Kimmel. Plus, the Academy is out of touch, like, with these movies. And listen, I didn't see Shape of Water. I'm sure it was a good movie. But come on. No, it's, I mean, like, here's the funny thing is Shape of Water is beautiful, but the storyline is absolutely the most dumb, basic storyline you've ever, I mean, you can completely predict it. It's this chick that falls in love with a fish, and then, you know, it, like, love wins, listen, right? I mean, it. Wonder Woman should have won Best Picture. <laughs> I do think there's something. I think there's something to that. They're long. A lot of times they give categories you don't care about. You know, I mean, the costumes are beautiful, but I I don't really care. Kevin McCarthy said it yesterday. It should be no more than three hours. I think it should be two hours. Oh, I'm with you. Two max. I mean, and listen, the technical people. Listen, they're all very talented. They've done. You know, they win awards. Great. But it's also TV. I don't need to see, you know, the the, the lighting director win. Right. Like, I just don't. Right. Sorry. Right. Like, I, that's not why I tune in. Well, I'm bummed because I really enjoy the red carpet. But now they've taken away the fun of the red carpet. You know, they used to do the Manny cam. They yeah. used to, like, scan your body. And it was like, oh, let's do so, the 360. And they so don't I do read, any of I that. Read, I read a lot of the stars, the A-listers, the, the people who were nominated shunned uh, Ryan Seacrest. I'm done with E. I've had it. I mean, E used to so be what, my favorite network. I, I, I mean, devout E follower. They say they investigated, though. They did two investigations, one independent and one through E, which I don't, I don't know. I mean, when it's your own network, how, how investigative do you think it really is? Oh, I would think it would be good. In this day, it better be good. Well, they did two independent, well, one independent, and then the other investigation with E, and nothing, apparently they found nothing credible. Listen, I, I don't know the details of the story. I'm just saying it just is... Um, My thing is, though, why, I, I think, I, I actually believe Ryan Seacrest, because I think, you know... I do and I don't. Here's my thing, because I always think if I'm in that position, right, I would go on a media tour, right? I would be on every morning show, every anybody that would take me to tell my story of how this woman falsely accused me. Yeah, but he has a show. He has a daily show every day. Well, they don't address it that much. I mean, don't you think something like this big, where people are saying the guy's fighting for his career, you'd be every day like, this isn't true, this is like... I don't don't know... Yeah, I, I I don't know on that part, but I will say that it's. Um, I mean, you put him out there. I give him credit for that, but it, apparently, you know, it didn't work. Well, yeah, I guess a lot of people just avoided him, right? <laughs> I didn't like, watch, so I don't know. But yeah. I, I just read that. You know, it said that, I think I read four of twenty nominees um, who passed him to only talked to him. Yeah, he got like Taraji P Henson and then Mary J Blige, and that was like about it. But yeah, I was reading um, Taraji. Gave him some shade or something. Well, suppo- but then she said no. Right? And, no, no, she didn't. But uh, but no, I'm with you. For the most part, I'm with you about the Oscars. I think it's. The I don't know how you salvage that. <laughs> your pop culture credibility oh, man, is. Man, I'm growing. Coming back, yes. <laughs> I liked your argument that you had on Twitter. That one woman really came for you about uh, last week when we had the government shutdowns yeah. because of the high winds. Yeah. What was your objection to that? I, I just think it's re- okay. So. And people, well, clearly she misunderstood. <laughs> well, maybe she didn't misunderstand, but she definitely disagreed with me, which is fine. And I responded to her. Yeah, you were great. I thought it was, with, that's like, what social you know, media should be. it's dangerous, the wind. And listen, it was an awful storm. People lost power. People still don't have power. It, 
no one's disputing the, the and by the way I usually comment that the school systems close ridiculous like just at anything mm-hmm. and I didn't this was the federal government closing other businesses stayed open I know I still got my hair done hospitals stay open you got your hair done <laughs> our newsroom is open the other stations newsrooms were open retail places were open the federal government just shuts down it's absurd Get in your car and go to work. <laughs> right? Well, I, I mean, yeah, you're right. Because I don't know no, how it, these other businesses are open. Think about then... it for a second. Oh, they're going to telecommute. Blah, what? blah, blah, blah. Right? Get to work. Like, you shouldn't shut. The federal government should never shut down. It just, sh- just shouldn't shut down. Ever. Well, uh, uh, well, listen, I mean, there, there's. A couple of exceptions. A couple of ex- Like, get to work. How about, hey, if you could get in, get in. If you can't, let your boss know, like the rest of the world works. Right, right, right. If you're, like, having a difficult time. Yeah. Right. Welcome to our government. Please. It's such... (laughs) Everyone's... That's what my mom always says. Why don't you do a podcast for the government? Everybody's wimpy lately. It's just ridiculous. There's no accountability anymore. Patrick's like, get in the car. 80 mile an hour winds. I don't care. 10 miles an hour. Get your ass in here. Be on the news. Yeah. Wait, our people got in? Hey, I'm done. Like I said, I mean, I went and had a hair appointment. I mean, it was there were like times you're like, uh, all right, is could this you, sign going to blow over? you see me sending an email? Fox 5 is closed today. Just telecommute. <laughs> you just Skype with everybody in there. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Or how about a hospital? Hey, by the way, we're closed today. Uh, we're going to just telecommute your uh, diagnosis in from, uh, I mean, come on. I know. No, I think you had a good point on that, but I just thought that... And I have a lot of friends who are federal workers and, like, yell at me every day when I tweet that stuff. But what's their... Do they want the day off or they feel like it's dangerous? It's dangerous. We're still working from home. Yeah, as you walk your dog at 11 (laughs) o'clock in the morning and then 3 o'clock and you go out to lunch. Please. Are these people still going to be friends with you after they hear no, this? I've lost a lot of friends over the last couple of years. I know. You tell me that. And I'm like, really, people? Well, they weren't really friends, probably, but... More acquaintances? Yeah, you know, social circle within the community. Because of your political views? Or just because you're outspoken? No, just because, yeah, outspoken. Like, I just think there's such... We've talked about this a lot. All kidding aside. I think people just create... It's like the whole Roseanne trailer. Did you see the controversy about the Roseanne trailer? I did. I did. So, you know, she said, you know, <laughs> you know, most families are like ours, and everyone like, oh no, it's a comedy show. Right. It's fictional. It's, it's fictional. Fictional guys. comedy yeah. show. Right. Of a blue collar family who is Republican. Right. Right. Let it's not real, people. Just like Wakanda is not real. From like, what are we doing here? It's like we talked about. Took me a while to figure out what Wakanda we, was. Yeah, <laughs> we talked a few weeks ago about the um, what was it? Peter Rabbit, I think it was. Yes, yes, yes. Like, we were gonna oh, because they threw blueberries at him. Like, ugh, and it was a food at the character allergy. who had a food allergy. Yeah. I, I mean, like, please, like, we got to stop this. It's out of control. Uh, no, I agree with you on hey, that. But listen, I'm not like even Jay Leno, who was going to colleges to do comedy tours, and even he said he won't do them anymore. Seinfeld won't do them anymore. It like you can't even tell jokes anymore. Yeah, it's, no, it's it's ba- it, the environment is crazy. It's really it's and you probably saw that story a couple of weeks ago um, in the New York Times about how now comedians are actually curating and picking their own audiences. So because of that, they're basically doing invite only audiences that they know are either uber fans or are interested in like a specific 
comedy or joke or theme or whatever, but they're not even opening it up to the public anymore. That's Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It's just ridiculous. Why do you think um, people can't separate fiction from reality? Why do you think, I mean, we've also kind of talked about that, that we are in this um, sort of era of rage. Like, I think people just love to be outraged. Yeah, I think people love to be outraged. I think social media creates, you know, <clears throat> on purpose, I think, you know, where people, it's easy to jump on. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know when it, when people only wanted to hear their own points of view. Points of view, yeah, or, or you know, only associate with like people, you know. And and, and you know, the the problem is too. I think you know, and we've talked about this. I think a lot of these college universities are 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 um, enabling this kind of culture by canceling speeches and having the safe spaces. And I mean, listen, this has been a long. This has even be you know. Trump gets a blame, you know, gets blamed for a lot of this, or right. a lot of the rage is directed at this administration. But this was going on a long. I mean, we Condoleezza Rice, right, was canceled at Rutgers like five, six years ago. Right, safe spaces has been like this. This isn't new. So um, I think it's just now imploded and magnified, and yeah, you hear about it. More. Yeah, so. Uh, no, I hey, I think the coddling is scary because I mean it's not the real world, right? We all have to go to work. Yeah. You have to work with people that don't like you and circumstances, and and now I think it's hard. Now if you're that not. that doesn't mean that your 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 thoughts and your opinions and and your beliefs don't shouldn't have evolved over the last twenty. I, by no means am I saying that. I mean, listen, your you, your positions on certain social aspects of society can absolutely and should have evolved over the last. But that doesn't mean you have to be outraged about everything. Uh, well, and, and, the, and by the way, the word racist is just thrown around way, way too much. Right. That's a or any word like you're you're, you're defining people too quickly. You're trying to put them in a box. You're a racist. You're this. You're that. Like slow down, people. Like let's 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 relax a little bit. Plus, people make mistakes. Yeah. You, we talk about it. You can't make a mistake anymore on social media. Well, it's true. It's you know, and um, this is kind of off on a tangent a little bit. But there's two women that have a web show that I really like, The Morning Breath. Anyway, they were just fired. That very millennial show. Um, but they were their show was just pulled like immediately from Facebook from some tweets that they had done in 2015, and they were trying to make jokes about whether people find this funny or not, but Muslim cab drivers mm -hmm. and that Obama was a Muslim. And anyhow, they came out and they immediately said, look, they weren't funny. We were trying to be funny in 2015. They were all of like 17 at the time that they made these jokes, but their show was immediately pulled. Yeah, ridiculous. I know. And yeah. I'm kind of like, but their mom is also conservative <laughs> blogger, Pamela Geller, who a lot of people, and you know, her views are probably pretty extreme. They are extreme from what the brief stuff that I've read. But still, I mean, I think you have to separate the kids from the mom. Yeah, I, I do think Facebook, immediately Google, pulled. I think Facebook, Google, Twitter, um, YouTube has to be very careful. You About know, who content they, whose content they put up? Well, no, that and censorship. I, you know, I think they're. Oh right. I think, I think they're. Right. You know, they're. I think they're entering into very dangerous territory, censoring and. And, um, you know, again, I don't know their specific criteria, you know, for, for each of them, but it just seems like... But, like, you're the you're a GM. Like, my question is always, what is the threshold, right? Because I always wonder, like, these two girls that their show is just pulled for potentially anti-Muslim tweets, right? So, 
is it like five complaints and then the network starts to get nervous for you or do I, you guys listen, I, I think I, you know, this is going to sound like a boring answer but I think you have to take them case by case I think it has to were they were they truly joking do they you know were they mean spirited were they truly um, like anger laced tweets uh, I, I, I think each one has to stand on its own. But I do think, you know, people said something 15, 20 years ago. Right. And then it comes out now, you know, and then you're canceling their shows. And and listen, I think people are, you know, I think because of social media, these companies are reacting very, very quickly. My, that's always my thing, though, is like, are people that outraged or is it a small group that harasses your your business Facebook page for like a week and then they move on. I think some of it's organized and some of it's truly, you know, I mean, listen, there's people who say truly offensive things. Right. But then there's people who make mistakes or doesn't come out the right way. Or, right. Or, or, or by the way, they said it 15 years ago and their, and their thoughts and, and positions have evolved. It's a tough, it's an interesting discussion, and it's it's fascinating from your point of view of, like, what a network, how a network decides. And, you know, it does seem like a lot of these, whether it's Google, Facebook, they don't want any resistance. I like just the minute, think you're so nervous now to say anything, do yeah. anything. I mean, listen, the fact that I even do this podcast. I mean, <laughs> no, like, seriously, like, you, you and I have taught, I mean, we could edit this, which is great. Um, but to do, you know, I would never do it live. I know. Oh, that, well, that kills our... Well, no, we can still do our show. We'll just have to pre-tape. We'll pre-tape. Look <laughs> at li- the bar. We'll do a look live. A look live little at little inside the industry term. <laughs> well, no, but... No, like, I don't know. I, I just think everyone has to take a deep but breath. But don't you think it ebbs and flows? Like, I feel like we're beginning to see the backlash of, of a lot of people who have your opinion who are like, no, like, screw it. Let people have opinions. And that's my thing with Kim, Jim, Jimmy Kimmel and Colbert. Like... Let them be, Listen, you know, out I, there. I'm not saying they shouldn't. Right, right, right. Let me be clear on that. They have every. It's their show. If their right. network, if the network executives and the executive producers and Jimmy Kimmel himself and Colbert and so forth, if they've decided that that's the shtick, they have every right to do that. And as viewers, we have every right to decide if we want to watch or right. not. Right. So, and I think that's what's happening with some of these award shows. We've, you know, we've come full circle back to the award shows, but. People have a right, you know, to choose what they want to watch. Yeah. It's just like I said last week, the companies, the NRA discounts. Right. They have every right to do that, whether that... Right, is, right. Know. Well, that story was crazy with Delta Airlines and, like, only 11 people actually yeah. used the discount. It's like, ooh, I wonder if they really knew that prior to... But look at United... <laughs> so United Airlines, I believe, and I don't know the, the all the details, but I read, <clears throat> instead of giving corporate bonuses or company bonuses, they were creating a lottery system so based on you know what you did throughout the year you have a chance to win cash and prizes and social media went crazy most people probably don't even work at United <laughs> Airlines right <laughs> no this is ridiculous give them the bo- so they've retracted now or they've backpedaled on the, now they're going to give cash bonuses so wow. is that good bad should the company have a right like we're telling companies what to do or not to do yeah which, through social media can be good right yeah but also is, I think, you know, can be dangerous as well. Um, I think it's just at a point where they know people don't want to deal with the crap from 
social media seller. Like, right. All right, we'll give up on that. I think it's scary for social media too because you wonder at what the tipping point is where companies go. We're not on social media, you know. Like where, like I think we we've all kind of bought into this. Oh my God, everybody needs Facebook. Everybody's going to Facebook Live. Everybody's going to go YouTube Live. I'll, you know. But then you wonder at what point is that going to where companies are like, no, you know what? You want the content. You want like tune in or not. Yeah. Listen, and we're done I with social media. I think that's interesting point. I don't. I think you might be right. Like Amtrak. So with all the storms and over the weekend, tons of trains were canceled to D.C. from New York and Boston and so forth. And then their phone lines weren't working. Now, listen, I'm a, I think Amtrak's a complete mess. Right. Right. Just complete mess. However, give them a break. I mean, that train stuck and lines down and like right. they're trying to figure it out. It, it, it's you know, it's not that easy. However, if you are going to be on Twitter with it, like, for example, Amtrak, you need to then have somebody who is paying attention and responding in an appropriate amount of time right. and engaging. The frustration is you claim you're on Twitter, you know, Amtrak Northeast Corridor, Amtrak, and then you're not responding. Or right. you're, I was actually going to tweet about it and I didn't. But um, they were sending out like tweets. You know, train 180 is on time, leaving in five minutes. And then 20 minutes later, oh, train 180 was canceled. Like, come on, have your information right. Like, like, right, like, one or the other, like yeah. You can't, you know, just, that's when people go crazy. Um, last story for yes. us. Um, there was a survey. You were in Philadelphia for a long time. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia men, on average, from uh, whatsyourprice.com, spend $322 on a first date. Do you believe that? Sounds like a lot. <laughs> I was asking you, I was like, what, how much did you spend on your wife on your first date? Well, again, it was 72 years ago, <laughs> and I think we went for ice cream, so it was like, you know, $2. <laughs> I was like, what, Patrick, were you guys 12? What was, why no. were you taking your wife for ice cream? I think it was actually in like 87, 86, 87, really? yeah. And D.C., the average date night is $177. You believe that? What are people doing in Philadelphia for an extra 150 bucks? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it That can't be right. <laughs> I feel like Philadelphians no, drink I mean, more. I think 150 is you know, a nice dinner. and. I think 150 I mean, 177 was the average for D.C., but I'm like, where do you go in D.C. anymore? Even for like a couple rounds of drinks and appetizers, you're at $100. I mean, oh, if you're going yeah. somewhere decent... Yeah, right. You so, know, so like 150, that's probably reasonable but this if you're going isn't to like dinner. A group date, right? Like, no, this is like first date one on one, $300. That's insane. I don't know. That's a lot of expectations for one, 300 bucks. I think that's one guy took his <laughs> took her to like Paris on like the jet and that's thrown off all the other numbers. Then did the survey multiple yeah, times. 150, 200 sounds reasonable. $400 in San Francisco, they came in number one. $400. That's cuz it's so expensive. It's so expensive. Yeah, I know. It's inc- it's crazy. Please. But, well, they probably tax everything, you know. And <laughs> you know, California, they like you have to submit. Some, oh, I went on a environment first tax. Forty percent tax on first dates. <laughs> Right? Good point. Good point. <laughs> I mean, um, look, you guys, it's the Polini Perspective is the podcast. Where can people, you guys can always tweet us topics that you want to discuss. You can follow Patrick because uh, he tweets a lot throughout the week. Where can people follow you? Uh, on Twitter, Patrick, GM, Fox 5, DC. Awesome. We are working on a graphic and a Facebook group, so soon we'll have that. We'll we can have that, interact yeah. with you more now that we've got the name. We have a name. We've got a name, the Polini Perspective, thanks to your daughter. Uh, you can follow me on social media. It's at Hey Frage. We'll see you guys next week. Take care.